0: L.L. Bean believes the more time you spend outside together, the better. That's why they've partnered with the National Park Foundation to help you find your park and get there with family and friends. With more than 400 national park sites in the US, there are beautiful surprises to be found in every corner of the country. There's probably one closer than you think. Be an outsider with L.L. Bean. I guess I can put both headphones on. That's much better. I can hear myself now. There you go. I can hear you too.
1: You should always be able to hear me wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Believe You, me, should... I can't. <laughs> you should always have my voice in your head saying, do you think that's a good idea? <laughs> can we start the show now? You're really wasting my time. The yep. Oscars are on.
0: This week we're hitting the road for New Mexico, but first some furnace woes. We've got news about fees for electricity at Boondocker's welcome sites, a new RV from Mercedes of all companies, and a piece of gear we love for organizing. This is RV Miles. Welcome to episode 130. 31 of RV Miles. I'm Jason.
1: And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, crisscross North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more.
0: Folks, we are coming to you from the kitchen dining area of of Ranger Gandalf
1: Traley, the second working title.
0: For the first time in a very, very long time. And I'm so excited to be back in our home.
1: Now, granted... Said home is currently parked in my parents' driveway. We are mooch docking. Uh, We were
0: supposed to be on the road today (laughs) or yesterday, whenever. uh, But we're not. We've had some uh, a few issues, but we're ready to go tomorrow morning.
1: Yes, and we're going to talk about that later on in the show. So let's not get ahead of ourselves because it's it could turn into a discussion.
0: (laughs) It it will turn into a discussion. Yes, it will. Uh, But let's start with some news. Boondockers Welcome is one of our favorite membership organizations. Love that them. Maybe our favorite that, that's out there. They offer you the opportunity for, I think it's just $35 a year. You can go on their website and find all these generous people across the country that just offer up parking at their homes, their farms, or whatever it is for free. And and if you decide that you want to be somebody that offers spaces, then you get a free membership after you let a few people stay. It's a fantastic program and we absolutely love it. One thing that's been happening over the years with Boondockers Welcome is that more and more Boondockers Welcome hosts are putting in like real services for RVers, like including power hookups.
1: They're just sort of creating these oasises. <laughs> yeah. that is is oasises? always sees that people can come and stay. And again, it's sort of the spirit of what boondockers welcome is the hosts have just kind of taken it and and run with it.
0: I saw one, I saw a guy review one on YouTube, which I don't know that I'm crazy about that idea, but these hosts had five RV spots all with power and a pool that oh, they allowed out. you to swim in.
1: Get out. So
0: what Boondockers Welcome is doing? They've there's there's never been any ability to, for for hosts to charge anything, and they don't want this to be a money making venture for hosts at all. And you know they they've always said if a host offers you electricity, which a lot of them do, and we've had it offered to us before. Um, That you shouldn't, you know, give them a few bucks, tip them or whatever.
1: Yeah, like a courtesy tip. You should give them a courtesy tip.
0: Now Boondockers Welcome is formalizing that, allowing the hosts to offer an optional charge for electricity. So, and it's either $5, $10 or $15. And it's supposed to do it depending on, you know, what the rates are in that area, whether it's 50 amp or 30 amp or 15.
1: They can also click no donation requested. Now some hosts can even say, look, we don't want anything for this. This is just something we're doing. And, and that's it. Even if you paid $15 for your hookup for that night through boondockers welcome, that is still an incredibly cheap night of camping. This
0: is fantastic for both hosts and guests because the guests don't feel awkward about not knowing how much money to give uh, or, or what to do. And they, the formalization of the process allows more hosts to actually offer electricity.
1: Yeah, because, you know- Contrary to popular belief, I am not up on my local electricity rates as we yeah. travel around the country. Yeah. So, you know, this way, <laughs> having someone say 5, 10, 15 or no thank you is a really, really no brainer, simple way to keep things from getting awkward.
0: Again, I can't say enough about Boondockers Welcome. We've, we've really loved the hosts that we've stayed with in, in some gorgeous locations in the Southwest, by the way. In one of them, we asked them if maybe they would want to hold our bus for us for a for a week or two while we visited L.A. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's technically not something you do with Boondockers Welcome. It's usually like one to three nights.
1: Yeah, no, it was just someone we had happened to and we were gonna meet st- through.
0: Yeah, we were going to stay there and we thought, would you want us to, you know, give you 50 bucks and-
1: Right, can we pay you to keep it? Leave
0: the bus there. And, uh, and all they wanted was for us to bring them back some- food from an an Asian market in LA because they lived out in the middle of nowhere, out in the (laughs) desert
1: where
0: they couldn't get that. (laughs) They couldn't get ingredients.
1: I mean, if you think about it, (laughs) the time and the fuel to get in there to get those things you need is absolutely worth it. You know, I want to say one thing about this too is they put, because they have, we'll link to the blog post that they have about this, but they do say that the most important rule is this. Boondockers welcome cannot be used as an income source. Donations to cover hookups must be on a cost recovery basis only. So if you're being cynical and thinking, well, okay, now people are going to start using this to make money, that is not going to happen. Yeah. That is not in the spirit of Boondockers Welcome. And I think that this is a really wonderful solution that they have been working on for almost two years.
0: Yeah, and this isn't like opening the door to down the road, no, no, no. you know, charging for these sites. So
1: Yeah, no, it's great.
0: Next piece of news. Hey, you know, Half of the class B RVs out there are built on Mercedes chassis, right? Uh, The Mercedes Sprinter van is is the basis of most of the the popular class Bs out there. So it was not surprising, uh, but also really cool to see this year at the Chicago Auto Show, Mercedes-Benz decided, hey, we're going to get into the game. Instead of having all these different RV companies buy our chassis, And outfit it and sell it on their own. We're just going to sell an RV now.
1: Before we get into this, can I tell you how much it makes my heart happy and breaks my heart at the same time that this was at the Chicago Auto Show and we were not there there to see it. One of the things our family, like clockwork, every year went and dead when we lived in Chicago was go to the Chicago Auto Show. Our kids were crazy for that show. Yeah. Jack, especially, because Henry was real little, but Jack, it was like his favorite thing to do every single year. Yeah. I would have loved to have been able to see this. Okay, back to the Sprinter.
0: It's not the sprinter. No, sprint. not the Sprinter.
1: Sorry. It's the weekender, excuse me. So
0: this is yes. Yeah, so this is it they do they actually have partnered with an upfitter to create this. It and it is based on their van chassis, that not the Sprinter van, but the metris van which is a a a passenger van
1: this legit looks like a minivan turned into it is a camping van it's
0: it's just like uh you know volkswagens campers
1: it feels like if we had taken our chrysler down country (laughs) and like raised the roof made the roof (laughs) raisable this is what it would be
0: it has the the front seats swivel 180 degrees so they can face the back seats and you put a little table in there it has a rooftop that pops up Uh, And has a a bed in there, just a a foam mattress. And then people can also sleep on the lower level. So it can sleep for people. That's very basic like that as a camper van.
1: So if anyone has done a lot of Southwest traveling, you've probably seen those rent me vans. Yes. In the size that they are, this is pretty much exactly what that is. Now, some of those rent me vans come with like little kitchenettes built into the back hatch, like you lift up and you've got a little something.
0: And that's an this option. Is, yes. That's an option on this. There are lots, lots of options, actually. The basic model is really just the, the pop-up top and there's some USB ports up there and the seats that turn around and that sort of stuff and some extra storage. Uh, but there are all kinds of options, including a kitchen that pulls out of the back, an awning.
1: The awning is so sweet. Yeah. like That's the option I would get. It comes right out along the side. I mean, I'm looking at some pictures they have uh, taken out where they took it out and we're showing it off and it just looks so much, like so much fun, but it really does look like a minivan. Yeah. It looks like I should be taking my kids to soccer practice.
0: That's the thing is that this is designed for a family to have as their family van and go camping in it now and then.
1: Where was this five years exactly, ago?
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: This would have been what we would have taken to the Smoky Mountains when we did that mm-hmm. tent trip. We would have been totally riding up in this van instead.
0: Absolutely, and it can tow up to 5,000 pounds, so you can you can pull something small behind it if you wanted to pull a, a little trailer with with uh, you know some of your, your dirt bikes, or you wanted to pull... Um,
1: your camping supplies, your camping like you're, gear. you're going to need chairs yeah. and you know, your Blackstone or whatever you want to cook on your Coleman stove and things that you're going to need. Cause you're going to have to set up. If you're going to use this for a vacation for your family van or just for you and your friends or whatever, you're going to need to set up a camp completely not designed it's for a, you to be inside of it 24 yes, seven.
0: It is not a motor home. It's a camper van.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, it it's going to range between like thirty and thirty five thousand dollars. This cracked me up. The first one hundred customers will receive a complimentary national parks pass.
1: Ooh, an eighty
0: a, dollar value. Thirty thousand dollars <laughs> on a vehicle. <laughs> and you get an $80 Park's Pass. That's amazing. That's and only the, oh, 100. I, w- I wasn't going to buy it, but now I am. Here's the
1: thing. <laughs> only, yeah, this fully yes, totally tip yes. the scale. Yes, no, yes. Only 100 people. Yeah. So they are only willing to spend $8,000 out of their pocket to sell 100 of these. <laughs> it's really quite stunning. It's beautiful. Yeah,
0: so. Uh, Such
1: a Mercedes thing to do.
0: <laughs> but they're going to be on sale uh, spring of 2020. This is not a concept vehicle. No, this, this is, is not, this is not is the happening. Tesla.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is actually going to come out and roll out and be used before like, you know, we have grandchildren. (laughs) All right. We've got a lot to talk
0: about on this show. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have the answer to last week's brain teaser. And we're going to talk about how my day has gone. today.
1: (laughs) Your day. Yeah. You know what? I'll give you that. Your day has been something. We'll be right back.
0: RV Miles is brought to you by Victorinox. You know the brand Victorinox Swiss Army. They make the iconic red Swiss Army knife. But did you know that they also make best-in-class kitchen knives, luggage, fragrance, and Swiss-made watches? Founded in Switzerland in 1884 and still owned and operated by the family who invented the Swiss Army knife over 130 years ago, the classic red Swiss Army knife is still as functional as it was then. But now you can browse hundreds of styles from the rescue tool designed with first responders to get out of a vehicle safely to the wine master designed specifically to open a bottle of wine travel gear ranging from suitcases to backpacks for a quick weekend getaway or a week long trip Victorinox makes such a wide range of trusted products. Find the perfect companion for your next adventure. Visit Victorinox.com and save 15% using code RV15. That's Victorinox.com and code RV15 to save 15%. Some exclusions apply. All right, it's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this: You measure my life in hours, I serve you by expiring. I'm quick when I'm thin and I'm slow when I'm fat. The wind is my enemy. What am I?
1: A candle in the wind.
0: A <laughs> candle. The last bit. Yes. Kind of gave it away.
1: It seems to me you lived your life <laughs> like a candle. In the wind.
0: Yeah. I never knew who to cling to when yeah. the rain <laughs> set in.
1: Uh, <laughs> One of the things I appreciate about you, Jason, is that you can generally always finish my musical sentence.
0: Uh, we're going to have a new brain teaser at the end of the show. Uh, that's about all I have to say about that, because we don't do contests anymore with the brain teaser. We don't. Uh, so <laughs> you're all we out don't. of luck. You're
1: No, you're actually... In luck, depending on how you feel about these brain teasers. Now, if you like to answer them though, and we actually really still enjoy hearing from you, so you could email Jason at editorrvmiles.com. At feel free to address it to him because he really likes to see the answers and interact. So email him. Please oh, <laughs> do. He's lonely. Oh, oh. Ain't that the trick? No. Oh, I'm no.
0: The worst. all right oh I love those buttons on the roadcaster hey guys we've had a crazy day today we have a crazy couple of days
1: yes well uh, really a crazy <laughs> week trying so to get back on the road
0: we uh we picked up the RV from the place it was stored we were staying at my parents house in the quad cities on the Iowa Illinois border and uh and we moved here to Kansas City for a few days supposed to be just a quick stop and then We're heading south. Um, It did snow. Yes. And the Chiefs won the Super Bowl and there was a parade and it's crazy around here. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. What were you talking about?
0: Abby keeps telling everybody that she's, (laughs) she was rooting for the Chiefs the whole game and she keeps telling people that. (laughs) The
1: oh, you know, it's that fine. like I said,
0: but let's I mean yeah. people in Kansas City are cray cray over. They
1: be the crazy. Chiefs. They be crazy. We had friends that went down to Union Station for the parade and the rally, got there at four thirty in the morning on Wednesday, and that Day, that weather for that day was supposed to be, I think maybe it was going to crack 33, 34, and we were expecting three to four inches of snow. Yeah. So it was, it was so wild that there were that many people that went down there. Now we didn't get as much snow as they thought we were going to get, but it was still really, really cold. And I had a friend who, uh, amazingly, I could never do this, did not go to the bathroom for 12 hours, 12 hours while he was down at the rally, did not go to the bathroom. So anyway, we're here and it does look like tomorrow morning it's Sunday Tomorrow, it looks like we're going to get up nice and early, and we are officially going to be on the road. But I think anyone, whether you're moving into a house, just trying to go on vacation, go on a long extended trip in your RV, it just sort of seems like whenever you're transitioning from one place to another, everything just starts kind of going crazy.
0: We haven't been traveling since no. I got sick in not?
1: So that was the middle of Um, August of
0: 2019. Right. It's been a while now. It's Um, been a
1: hot minute since we've we've been on the road. we've
0: moved to my parents and then we moved here briefly, but um, we're getting ready to travel. And what comes along with that is a lot of upgrades we wanted to do to the Mm -hmm. trailer, uh, which I've been working on this week. And you've been working on. Overturning all the kids' clothes, getting rid of the stuff that doesn't fit people anymore, uh, reorganizing all the storage. Well, and
1: what happens, too, is when you bring anything in, anyone who lives full-time in an RV knows this. You bring something in, something has to go out. Okay, you're working within a weight limit, and... This is always kind of a little bit of a sticking point between Jason and I, because I prefer us to be much further away from our max weight. Like it just, I feel a little less anxiety and he tends to be like, don't worry so much about it. Whereas I say, how much can I throw away in <laughs> order to feel better? How much can I donate? Really? I don't throw anything away. I try to donate it. So that's what I've been doing all week. And if you saw like over on Instagram on our wondering family, I had put up a picture where I confessed that I just came in this RV to clean it. And the next thing I knew, I was knee deep in purging it.
0: Well, and the reality is some of the upgrades that we did add weight.
1: Yeah. Like um, the new generator that we needed to get. Yes. Yeah,
0: so we bought, we bought a new generator. We We replaced our old brute. 2000 generator which, which
1: we've had since we built the bus like and, if and that we, thing has been worked hard
0: we kind of we kind of destroyed it a little bit we in, did. Okay. Zion. yeah let's
1: be honest we, it's <laughs> not that it worked hard it's that we destroyed it It was
0: <laughs> running outside in the rain in in on blm land near zion and it vibrated itself into the mud about a foot deep <laughs> was,
1: and we had it i think if i remember right we had it sitting on kind of like a um a wooden platform Right, like mm-hmm. it wasn't just sitting on the ground, like we had it on yeah. something.
0: No, the, the wood and went the down into the ground with it, just went
1: <laughs> and it
0: was just full of mud inside. I cleaned it out and yeah. I got it to start again and stuff, but
1: it was wanted, just never the same. We
0: need, we, we want to be able to trust a generator because we want to do a lot more boondocking now. And so, we got a Predator 3500 from Harbor Freight, which is uh you know it's harbor freight but it's also this is a generator that a lot of people use and recommend
1: why and, do you talk about harbor freight like that's a bad uh, thing well harbor
0: freight sells like super cheap stuff like oh, super do cheap they? tools oh, i
1: mean yeah they're like i'm okay with that
0: they're i mean they're like <laughs> the they're like the super they're like what aldi used to be before aldi started selling organic stuff
1: Okay, well, just because Aldi sells organic stuff doesn't mean it's not still super cheap. I mean, there's a reason I shop at Aldi and it's yeah. organic and it's super cheap. But it's,
0: a lot of their tools don't last very long, but-
1: Okay, fair enough. I'm but, glad you bought our generator there. Well, the Predator okay. generator, first
0: of all, it's it's almost an exact copy of, of Honda's generator, which is, sells for about $1,800, I think. And uh, and this is $700, Right. So you could, okay. you could buy three of them uh, and only have paid a little bit more than the Honda. Fair and, enough. And, uh, Fair enough. It's a knockoff. I mean they they're they're in a patent dispute right now because they copied it exactly. Hey. So
1: <laughs> I no shame in that game. I mean actually there is there's shame a lot in of shame, I, in, there's it, a lot of shame in that game. But you know, right now it's totally fine. So, so we got Let's that. progress on. Yes, because uh, uh,
0: and we've also got our bike bunk which I talked about yes. last week. I installed that which was a pain in the <laughs> <laughs> the thing looks so easy to install from the pictures is like yeah. you just clamp it on. Basically, it's a bike rack that goes on the tongue of your trailer and it looks like it just clamps on there, but you have to drill a bunch of holes. And they're big holes through heavy pipe, and yeah, that was it not was what a we pain. were.
1: Yeah, we weren't expecting that. Um,
0: also, the bikes are way high in the air, and I had to put them on there with the ladder. So hopefully, I'll be ladder, able to get them down. Well,
1: yeah, because it's a ladder we're not taking with us. It was my dad's ladder. Well, so I think I pulled this the is...
0: I pulled the truck up to it, and I can reach from the from the oh, bed of the truck. Man. So I'm just going to take them up and down from the truck. I'm but,
1: so glad you have this titanium mask plate <laughs> on your head. Oh my goodness. Okay, so and, that's what we've been doing.
0: So the so all of these projects, we all oh, we also added a second battery. Yes, um, we've of, been
1: very, very busy. All of
0: these projects made us realize, okay, we're not going to be able to leave on Saturday. We're going to have to leave on Sunday.
1: Yeah, and we were so set to leave on Sunday. Yeah. You know, and in, in all of this too, um, we were putting out podcasts and taking care of our kids and trying to visit with a few uh, family friends before we left and some family. And then uh, all of a sudden- Saturday night, last night, the furnace starts axing a fool. It is kicking on, but then the propane, it's not firing up and things just go wonky. You're out here with our friend Grant at like 11 o'clock at night trying to figure out what's going on with this thing.
0: Yeah. And before I tell you what I did, let me... Tell you about how you get to our furnace, and I think this is similar in a lot of trailers. Is our furnace is below our refrigerator? There's the the air intake grill, you know, below our refrigerator. You have to unscrew that. There's six screws that come off, and then the furnace is sort of a metal box sitting under there. Now, what the fantastic designers of of this trailer have done, uh, or the people that installed it, have wired it in uh, on the outside. Before they put the walls up.
1: I have really no idea what that means, but that sounds horrible. What it means is
0: that this hole is designed for me to be able to pick up the furnace and pull it out. But because the wiring is in there and tied up and zip tied and everything without clipping the wires and adding additional wire, I can't pull that furnace out of there.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's frustrating.
0: So what the furnace is doing is it is the, the fan turns on and then the propane does not turn on the, the, the it doesn't actually light. Um, and, uh, you know, I've gone down the rabbit hole of all this sort of, uh, all, all this troubleshooting research. And by the way, the manual says basically if, uh, if it doesn't turn on, uh, turn the temperature up, so thank you, manual. Thank for, you for your your quality <laughs> insight and your troubleshooting sent- section. So that's two sentences. Do you long. just
1: keep turning it up? Like when they're, do you no, stop? I mean, they, they, like, they, do you reach a point where you're like, I mean, okay, I'm at 90 degrees now. It's not working. No, no they're saying,
0: oh, it must if if you're trying if, if it's not turning on and you have it set at 70. Oh, it must be 70 degrees I mean, in there. You better better stop, turn it up. Just stop. That's what the manual is telling.
1: me. I can tell you right now because we're like we're recording here in the trailer. There is no heat, but we have it set to seventy-one. I guarantee you, it is not seventy-one in here.
0: The weird part about this is the the first time it happened on Saturday, yesterday. The propane detector had been triggered.
1: Yes, uh, and that's happened before to us. I think that's the second yeah, time it's it happened. It didn't
0: go off, but it it had the the red flashing light. Yeah, you know, and and that's tied into the system, so it it won't turn the furnace on if that that lights on. And so I was able to pull the fuse on that and put it back in and reset it. And, and then it was fine and it worked. And then a few hours later it stopped working again, but this time the propane detector is still green. So, uh, one of the things that can be the problem, you've got a, you have got a fan in the furnace, right? So the fan kicks on and, uh, the fan Blows on a switch. It's actually a switch that is triggered by the wind from the fan uh, that that's that flips and then allows the the propane to come through and the thing to light. And it's called the sail switch. And that's a common thing that goes bad on RV furnaces. Um so I thought that could be it, but getting to that is absolutely impossible without me cutting some wires and pulling my furnace out. Uh, so uh I have not been able to check that, uh, but what I did find is a reset switch that is hidden on the back of the furnace uh, It was able to reset it, and the furnace worked. I was like, okay, I solved it. He
1: came in like the king of kings, uh, the was, RV champion. And then, I mean, this is after just, like,
0: you know, checking the propane, doing lots of stuff. I mean, yeah, lots of he, troubleshooting.
1: You'd been out here for a good, like, to couple get to of this hours. Point, because this switch is not in the manual again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, and what I had thought was that perhaps, because when we started having these problems, was when I added our second battery. Um I know it's wired right I know the voltage is correct otherwise everything else would be fried in here uh but uh, I thought maybe uh the circuit board in the furnace was angry at me uh, for quite possibly for, uh, for the way I put the battery on you know uh for for angrily being turned on and off and it just needed a reset and and it was fine and that's what happened it was fine it for, was fine for hours and- it doesn't work hot
1: again. dog if it's not working again so if, it,
0: we can get it to turn on. It wasn't working at all last night. Now we can get it to turn on for periods and then it goes off, yes. which is strange. So so we uh, need I, to
1: make our way south, 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 south. <laughs> um, we're probably going to have to get a mobile tech to come in and take a look. If you, though, have an idea of maybe what you think we should try Give us yeah. an email or just tag us over in the RV miles Facebook group and let us know because we are not above suggestions. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, I think at I would this love point, to not pay for um, a mobile tech, <laughs> but you know, at the same time, like you said, we need heat.
0: Yeah. I, I think at this point it, it, the furnace has to be opened up and it's probably that sail switch or there's another sensor in there that it could be. But that I, requires it, cutting yeah, wires. I, these furnaces are, they're fairly simple. There's not a lot that goes on with them. So, oh dear, you know, we're going to, we're going to have to do that. And, well, maybe this know, is maybe, something, maybe, maybe RV tech will know some magical way that it's in there that it comes out that I don't know.
1: Yeah. Or, and you know, maybe this is something too, when we are in California um, and we're staying with my brother, like maybe you and my brother can go over and. Take a look at it together, yeah. too. He's got some friends that are kind of handy dandy.
0: Or, hey, we're looking for a place to leave it when we go this see your is brother. True. This we is just true. drop it off at a dealership, have them fix it oh. and pick it up when we go.
1: Like, parking. Oh, let's find a dealer. <laughs> that's a very good idea. So, we will do that. There we no. go. Well, that's been just our last few days. That's our furnace woes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. Uh,
1: don't lie. To, don't lie. It's not been fun it's been frustrating but we are really looking forward to getting back on the road yeah
0: i mean in between that we i organized all my tools we organized the back of the truck we washed the truck we washed the floor mats Mm -hmm.
1: we've been really busy
0: we've (laughs) been incredibly busy and uh but we're very excited we're going to leave as early as possible tomorrow monday morning uh which is when this podcast will, will be out we'll be on the road so uh i'm thrilled This might be a good time to tell people as well that tomorrow, Monday night, we're going to be doing a Facebook live at 7 p.m. Yes. And we're going to start doing this regularly. So we're going to be doing a Facebook live at 7 p.m. every week over on the Our Wandering Family Facebook page.
1: And that's 7 central.
0: 7 central. Yes. Yes. Uh, Which is so funny because... Our first one will not be in central time.
1: No, we'll probably be in mountain time by the time it starts. And it'll most likely be in the truck. It'll most likely be me and the kids with you, you know, driving, driving (laughs) and the trailer behind us. Because we're really going to try and clock like anywhere anywhere from five to six hundred miles tomorrow.
0: We're going to have. Probably our biggest driving day we've ever had tomorrow.
1: Oh, it's going to be a doozy. So what a great time to go live.
0: Yeah. When we're (laughs) all grumpy towards the end of it, it'll be great. Yes. So even if you can't
1: join us on this Monday, February 11th or 10th, February 10th, we hope you'll join us next February 17th.
0: Yeah. And bring questions. If you have questions, uh, we'll be happy to answer them. Absolutely. uh, That's what it's for. Okay, it's time to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have our Fresh Tank Black Tank segment and a new brain teaser. We'll be right back. RV Miles is brought to you by FMCA, the world's largest nonprofit RV club. We absolutely love FMCA. We are members. We're getting very excited about being at the convention in Tucson and being able to uh, do some seminars and talk to people. There are all kinds of fantastic benefits for being an FMCA member, including tire discounts, their magazine, lots of stuff. But one of the best things about FMCA is, is one of the things that concerns so many of us traveling out on the road and that's their mobile internet plans. FMCA members can purchase discounted RV Wi-Fi plans from partners like Sprint and Verizon that provide internet hotspots where you can connect to the internet wherever you are on the road. Their Sprint plan is called the FMCA Tech Connect Plus program and that's going to give you 4G LTE service and now that Sprint has teamed up with T-Mobile, they have wider coverage areas. It's a truly unlimited Limited monthly service with no throttling for $49.99 a month with an active FMCA membership, no contract required. You have a one-time device rental fee of $39.99, and that is it. It's a total package, and you also get discounts on Dish TV, uh, products from cellbooster.us and Wi-Fi Ranger and WineGuard with it. Then they also have a Verizon plan that's nicknamed Connect on the Go, which is 4G LTE service up to 25 gigabytes a month of high speed data and there is throttling if you do reach that limit with this plan but you get a verizon plan which is the nation's largest carrier so they're both really good deals and they're available to anybody with an active fmca membership
1: if you want to become an FMCA member, and we highly recommend it, head over to fmca.com or call 800-543-3622. A membership is only $85 for your first year. However, RV Miles listeners can save 10 bucks by using the code RVMILES20, so that knocks it down to $75. Again, head over to fmca.com, use the promo code RVMILES20, and save $10 on your FMCA membership. Membership. all right it's time for our
0: fresh tank black tank segment where we talk about the good bad and the stinky in the world or you know in rvs it doesn't have to have to do anything no with rvs are, but are, you know yes. sometimes it does
1: there are plenty of stinky things out there in the world <laughs> beyond rv life i got my black tank i'm kind of like cutting you off here yeah okay. and- <laughs> go ahead I- I just kind of want to get this one Fine. over because it it makes me a little sad. It kind of hurts my heart a little bit to talk about this. But I also think it's worth talking about. I ran across an article over at nationalparkstraveler.org that is from February 6th. And the title is Big Bend National Park Wasted $250,000 Worth of Equipment.
0: What kind of equipment so is this? So
1: the story says that... They purchased $140,000 worth of HVAC units and $115,000 worth of shade structures five years ago. So back in the fiscal year for 2014 or 2013, they never installed these items. Now, what's sad about this is that park managers continued to sign off on these projects as being completed even though these items never were completed. You know, this is an interesting article. I, If you want to go read it, you can. You know, I, I get it that things happen, but it's just sad to me to read this and know that there seems to be some sort of question of why were people signing off on these things having been completed when in reality... Nothing had been done. And the reality is, too, is that those HVAC units aren't even the right size.
0: <laughs> well, that must be why they so, ordered the wrong ones right. and They didn't want to get caught. Exactly. The
1: so there's yeah. a new superintendent at Big Bend. He came in in September of 2018. His name is Bob Kramenacker. I hope I'm saying that right. Very shortly after he took the job he was alerted by the office of inspector general that there was some apparent misspending. So he has spent the very beginning of his time at big Ben sort of dealing with this problem of why has this all happened? Why have we, you know, said we've done these things and we didn't do these things. And this is a tough one to kind of swallow and have to deal with and manage from a public perspective because of what we all know is the massive backlog. Yeah and every little tiny penny is needed well, I, so I, when you see 250,000 dollars worth of what is now useless
0: government inefficiencies anger everybody i think you know to different extents uh, but but it's it's our money our taxpayer money but we don't hear a lot about it in the national park service. No, we hear we about don't. it in other branches of government all the time, but the national park service is usually very, very efficient. Um, so it's real disappointing.
1: It is. And so it's getting my black tank just because, you know, I, I think it's important to always have eyes wide open on everything. And I know that we all put the national parks on this amazing pedestal and we love them, but the people that work there are human too. And yes, they all make mistakes, and there are sometimes things that don't go right within our parks. And I think it's just important that we know that and acknowledge that, too. It's not to necessarily shame Big Bend, but just reading that story, I, it just filled me with a little bit of disappointment. So,
0: yeah, well, it sounds like the people responsible might be gone now. So.
1: Uh, I think they are. And it sounds like this guy's coming in and cleaning house, and they're doing what they need to do to right the ship. So, you know, all's well that ends well.
0: Hit us with some good news. What's your fresh tank?
1: Oh, so my fresh tank this week goes to the Wunderbar child that backed that little oh, hot wheel goodness. with the uh, trailer. So this is, let me go back. This is up on our Facebook, RV Miles Facebook page. And it is this Little boy, he's got to be maybe five years old and he has one of those uh, big wheels,
0: power wheels, power it's wheels, power thank you, wheels. power wheel, my goodness, power Where wheel truck, I know,
1: I'm sorry, well, I had one that looked like a little Studebaker, so I, I don't know what to say, <laughs> he is backing it up, it has a trailer. He's got,
0: to it. Yeah, he's, he's got a two axle trailer. Like it's a light trailer. Bench.
1: He backs it out of a garage, which has a truck blocking part of the garage. So he has the tiniest little space to navigate his power wheel out. He takes it out into the driveway around. It's a um, circular driveway. So he does the loop and he is going to bring it right back into the garage. And he is a boss. I think he's maybe, maybe somewhere a little bit younger than Henry. No more, no older than Henry. Henry's six.
0: It's pretty impressive. It's so impressive. It puts us all to shame. All of us that own trailers.
1: Well, and all of us who don't (laughs) even drive them. Okay. Like it's embarrassing. And yet it's super cool. So if you haven't seen it, we'll link to it in the show notes. It's over on the RV miles Facebook page. It's super rad. I want to be this kid's friend. Nice. So, all right, that's my fresh tank black tank. What, is yours this week uh
0: my my black tank this is a crazy crazy story
1: i think i heard you talking about this at dinner last night yeah you're really fired up about the story so
0: a michigan court has ruled in a very strange case that tire rotations do not include tightening the lug nuts
1: I can't. (laughs) No, No, let me
0: explain. This couple took their SUV into a dealership in grand Rapids, Michigan for a tire rotation and some other maintenance. They did the tire rotation and they didn't tighten the lug nuts and a wheel fell off on the road. Once they left the dealership and it caused a whole lot of damage. And, uh, They sued the dealership for negligence because the dealership. Now, the first thing that should happen is the dealership should be like, absolutely, that's our fault. Here's our insurance and they're going to take care of it. Right. But that's not what happened. Uh, So it went to trial and uh, uh, they used the Motor Vehicle Service and Repair Act, which is a 1974 law that protects car owners against unfair and deceptive practices by mechanics uh, in addition to negligence charges. And the judge Mm -hmm. The judge basically said, uh no, they they rotated the tires. You have to They rotated the tires. I they did, they did what you asked them to do. They rotated the tires. They didn't put the lug nuts they didn't tighten the lug nuts back down, but okay.
1: In order to rotate the tires, <laughs> they have to take the lug nuts right, off. Right, which means
0: you'd have to put them back on. That's like saying an an oil change doesn't have to include putting the oil plug back in.
1: Or putting any oil in, right? <laughs> well, we changed out the. We took the oil out. <laughs> yeah, it's a change. It's been changed. Or putting the right amount in, right? Or put the wrong we, amount in, right? We just put in whatever oil we had on in stock. You know, no biggie. We changed the oil. This is dumb. That's all I can say. This is dumb. Michigan, do better.
0: Yeah, this is this is where it gets wild. This was a jury trial. Jury awarded forty thousand dollars in damages.
1: Then the dealer appealed it. And that's when the judge reversed the order. Unbelievable. A jury of, you know, 12 normal human beings who were like, yeah, yeah. if I'm going to go get my tires rotated, I'd really like you to tighten up the lug nuts. We're like, oh yeah. Okay. You have to Damn. have your damages and you're going to pay their attorney fees. Then the dealer has the audacity to be like, Mm-mm. I'm
0: going to appeal that.
1: I'm going to go talk to that judge over there. And who Rides a bike to work every day. (laughs) Motorized scooter. That judge has a rad power bike and he's riding it to work every day and he is not worried.
0: He owns a mechanic shop.
1: Exactly.
0: That's my black tank for the week. My fresh tank is a cool product that we have been a fan of. For quite some time uh, that I don't think we've talked about yet on the show. No,
1: we've never talked about it. We just,
0: we just bought three more of them. (laughs) (laughs) Time to uh, talk about it. There's a company called Plano, P L A N O. And they make lots of uh, fishing tackle boxes and toolboxes and stuff like that. And a couple years ago, I think when we got the bus, we bought two of their, they're called the, the sportsman box and, and, uh, and, Basically it's a box that uh, has a lid that closes and latches on the sides. They have two different models. We have the smaller one that we got at Menards. uh, I think both times we've bought them and we have three of those. And then they have a longer one that's 37 and a half inches long that uh, has actually a, a hinge on the back. So you can flip it up and it's got four handles and they latch and we have All of our stuff in these now.
1: Yeah. So we have Um, three of the smaller ones. We have two of the larger ones. All of our
0: outdoor stuff. So we have different bins for different things so we can grab what we need. I've got a bin now. Now the way I've got it organized um, just as of today is that I've got a bin that sits at the, uh, the back of the truck bed near the tailgate. It's got all the stuff we need for right when we arrive at the campground. So the power cord, a hose, uh, wheel chocks, that kind of stuff is right there handy for me to grab. And then we've got a bin of toys. We've got a bin of cleaning supplies, uh, all sorts of different stuff in, in different bins. I've got a bin that's backup stuff, like a, a second power cord and a second hose for when we have to have you know, longer runs and that, that can go in the back and out of the way, that kind of stuff. Uh, and these have lasted us quite a bit of time the two the two original ones we have so uh, I'm happy that we have more now.
1: I really like them too because they're really tough they're really durable they're meant to be outside and so it's not like just going and buying a storage container from Target with you know don't forget the lid and you click it on and you're done These are really meant to keep things secure keep them in there. I like the latches that they have on them and when we put them outside I'm not worried that whatever is in there is going to be ruined or the way we're rough with them through the pass through or into the truck or the kids are getting in out of them that they're going to get beat up they're going to get the handles will crack yeah you know they're they're meant for more than just like storing your Christmas stuff up in the attic
0: and really simple stuff like the lid doesn't have um, big indentations in it so it doesn't collect water uh, almost every other storage bin that we've looked at has a an indented lid so that they can stack and you can't put that outside because then it just becomes a pool of water for mosquitoes to breed in.
1: Yeah. And they're not terribly expensive. The larger Mm -hmm. ones we spent, I think $24 on the smaller ones we spent, I think $15 on and just even that, you know, a little over a hundred dollars and we have all of our outdoor stuff organized in, in safe spaces and we don't have to wonder or worry about where something is. So I think it's a really cool product. I think that it's something that people should consider if they're looking to reorganize their outdoor. It feels like to me with this, that we're doing and behaving and experiencing what we probably would have been doing, behaving and experiencing Had we not had that hiccup in Minot, you know, like we're just now getting to know and love the trailer and figure out what's working for us because we had only been in the trailer for about two and a half weeks, three weeks back on the road. Yeah, We
0: only traveled for two and a half or three weeks until we got stuck in Minot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it feels like now we're sort of picking that piece back up and all of these little pieces are happening. The furnace, however, should not. Have been happening and you better believe I'm gonna be finding that warranty. Yeah. Just saying.
0: All right. I think it's time to wrap up this show with a new brain teaser. How about we? How about it? You're working it in a lab, and you need to prop up a beaker of water so that the base is exactly 17 inches above the table. Don't worry about why. I'm not. That that cuts us into territory where things don't make sense. (laughs) Besides the beaker, the only objects in the lab are a yardstick and five phone books at one, three, four, five, and six inches thick each. How do you arrange the books so that you can prop up the beaker at the correct height? So you've got the beaker, a yardstick, and five phone books that are one inch, three inch, four inches, five inches, and six inches thick. How do you arrange them so you can prop up the beaker at the correct height? If you think you know the answer, well, good for you. (laughs) You get no prize, but you should feel proud of yourself.
1: You, you you should. You get the feeling of pride that Jason feels every time he also answers a brain teaser. Especially because
0: the answer is written in front of me. So it's yes. really easy. Yeah, for me. it
1: is, isn't it? Yeah, I see how you are.
0: All right. That's it for this week's episode of RV Miles. Thanks for joining us, everybody.
1: Yes, thank you so much. And hey, as always, just a friendly reminder, Sea America and America's National Parks are both out. And Sea America is wrapping up season two here in just a couple of weeks. This latest episode is all about the... Charters of Freedom! I had to look at Jason because I keep wanting to call it the Constitution episode, and it's not that. No,
0: the Charters of Freedom are the Declaration, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights.
1: Yes, thank you, Professor. (laughs) I'm well aware of that. Yes, cuz we just did an
0: episode on it. We
1: just did an episode, yeah. but I actually wasn't a part of the I was not a part of these podcasts no. this week. So, we have a really cool video that accompanies See America for the Charters of Freedom. Then over at America's National Parks, we have a really great clip from a ranger that talks about Chinese American contributions to Yosemite. Yeah,
0: I was I was floored. I I did not know any of this
1: yeah um, it's a really important and beautiful thing to understand and know and i'm really glad that we were able to find this video and have this ranger share this story so you can find both of those wherever you are listening to this podcast In fact, it probably says down there recommended for you and you're going to find America's National Parks and see America. We would also like to ask you while you are scrolling through your favorite podcast app, if you have the chance to leave a review for us, we would be so thankful if you could just drop a five-star review, especially over at Apple Podcast. That just lets Apple know that you're enjoying the show and then they like to let others know that they might also enjoy the show as well. Finally any questions, suggestions. We love to hear from you, editor at rvmiles.com or even better, please come join the RV Miles Facebook group and chat with us over there. We will see you tomorrow night on Our Wandering Family. If you are listening to this on a Sunday, because that's the only way tomorrow night will work for you. And you won't be listening
0: to it on a Sunday because it's not going to be coming (laughs) out until Sunday night.
1: So if you're listening to
0: it on Monday morning, we'll see you tonight. We
1: will see you tonight. Every Monday. We'll see you
0: next Sunday, next Monday.
1: Yes, every Monday, Our Wandering Family, Facebook Live. Okay, thank you all so much for listening. We think you are great. And we will see you next week. And until then, keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody.